with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. happy hour what could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience puppets kittens unicorns porn maybe oh well stage time makes them happy and this super happy comedy open mic is open every friday from 6 to 8 p.m but you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at meet new radio fm index at podcasts.pcrcollective.org so come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah! You got it. I got it. I got it. that tragedy. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo!
Hi, welcome to Unleash the Rain. It is a beautiful Tuesday here in San Francisco. We're coming to you live from mutinyradio.fm in the mission. And uh, I'm it mostly is a live. nice... I'm not really live live. Like I'm well, half live. You're never all live because I don't think anybody can handle that. You can't handle the truth. You can't handle the Vincent. I can't handle I the Vincent. I beg your pardon. That's a great movie. Uh, what is that movie called? What's that movie? Uh, uh, one Good Man. A Few no. Good Men. Huh? A Few Good Men. A Few Good Men. Yeah, that's a great movie. Even uh, though I'm not a big Tom Cruise fan. Who do you think they're referring to? Tom Cruise? Kevin Bacon? I love Kevin Bacon. Uh, not a Tom Cruise fan, but whatever. What are you going to do? Cruise, got, well, A Few Good Men. So I'm assuming that one of those three, or two of those three are good. But well, it wasn't was Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jack Nicholson. What? Right, he was great Jack in that. Nicholson. You can't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. That was a great movie. Anyway, uh, so uh, we are coming to you live from Mutiny Radio. It's the money of stuff. 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 It
week right <laughs> were we yeah we were we were <laughs> we totally were oh my god it's it was it seems like such a long time ago but maybe it 
It did. Maybe it was so fast that it seemed like a second. I feel like this year just kind of whizzed by. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but. It's like every year, just like that. <sighs> this year in particular, though, Jesus Christ. Let me tell you. Started with Bowie and ended with some guy with an orange face. <laughs> Not Can we exchange. Can we do an exchange, please? <laughs> Can we do it the other way? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, did you have any news for us? I did. Um, the first story that appeared out of Pitchfork was actually Nine Inch Nails. Uh, Nine Inch Nails announced new EP, not the actual events, uh, vinyl reissue series. The Fragile being reissued on four LPs featuring 37 bonus tracks, if you didn't get enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nine Inch Nails have announced a new EP, not the actual events will be self-released on December 23rd via the Nine Inch Nails website. It's a follow-up to Hesitation Marks, which arrived back in 2013, so it's been a while. Uh, Trent Reznor worked with longtime collaborator and official bandmate Atticus Ross on the EP. In a press release, Reznor stated, it's an unfriendly, fairly impenetrable record that we needed to make. It's an EP because that ended up being the proper length to tell that story. Reznor is also releasing a limited edition 4X LP vinyl version of the 1999 Nine Inch Nails album, The Fragile, <laughs> containing 37 bonus tracks. The Fragile uh, Deviations 1 will be available on LP only um, and not digitally. So get in line. You can see what Rusner said in a press release, which I'm not going to read because he talks a lot. <laughs> um, but Rusner has also announced that he and the art director, John Crawdord, are embarking on a reissue project creating def- uh, definitive editions of all the major Nine National releases on vinyl. Broken, the Downworld spir- Spiral, and the Fragile are now available to pre-order. And he also says some good stuff about the reissues. See, he talks a lot. It's like all that slanted stuff is him talking. Uh, Rustner has stated, plenty busy in three years since the, or his, sorry, has stayed. Oh, my God. Um, in 2014, he, be, he became chief creative officer of the fleeting streaming service Beats Music. Apple later acquired the platform. Rustner has since gone on the fill, uh, to fill in some ro- the same role at Apple Music. Hmm. Also in 2014, he scored the film The Gun Girl with Atticus mm. Ross. Mm-hmm. Uh, their efforts earned them a Grammy, a Golden Globe nomination uh, for Best Score. And they linked up again this year for Juno to celebrate NASA's mission to Jupiter. Hmm. Then he joined forces with Mogwai and Gustavo Santo Alala uh, to score Leonardo DiCaprio's climate change doc before the flood. Ressner and Ross also scored Priot, uh, Patriot's Day, the new Mark Wahlberg movie about the Boston Marathon bombings. Um, Nine Inch Nails also released a live EP shortly after Hesitation Marks came out in 2015. They put out a vinyl, a vinyl box set for Ablo One. One the fourth, Alba one the fourth. I think that's how you read that. As well as a book, Cargo in the Blood, uh, featuring one of a kind paintings. You can read the interview with Rustner about the Apple Music and revisit the video for We're in This Together for the Fragile down below. And this is at a pitchfork.com. 
I have to say their performance at Outside Lens was one of the more memorable ones for me. Out of all of them? Yeah, yeah they were I mean, really good. I don't think he was really like trying to engage the audience in any sort of way. Like he never really greeted us or he didn't do any of that, but he didn't need to. It was kind of he had like a strong presence anyway. So I mean, my jaw was on the floor the whole time. So yeah, I think uh, also the 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 visuals, right? Mm-hmm. They had like the four platforms and the lights and the screens yeah. and it was just the stage presence was, yeah. you know, and there was that one a uh, picture that I took where it was like he was a ghost or his head was missing and I was like yes <laughs> it's perfect it's a total Trent Reznor thing to do just not have a head <laughs> I was like this couldn't be more fitting but, um, <laughs> as you know I enjoyed the, f- the first year probably the most but maybe yeah. it's like that for everything you know the first time around is always the most exciting and then after it's like well it was cool but maybe not as now I'm getting annoyed now I'm getting older so. maybe now it's getting bigger I feel like every year it gets bigger and bigger yes so there was definitely more people especially the last day yeah but um you know maybe I'll go next year I just won't go all three days yeah <laughs> just one <laughs> take it easy just one. Saturday's always a good bet mm-hmm. Saturday or Sunday Saturday or Sunday Agreed. Um, let's see. Taylor Hawkins, you know him as the Foo Fighters drummer and actual rock god. Soundtrack of my life. Um, and this is from The Enemy, the latest issue of The Enemy. Uh, the song that made me want to drum, Queen, Keep Yourself Alive. There's a live version from 1979, which the band apparently hated, but I love it. It's one of my favorite Queen records and some of Roger Taylor's finest drumming. The Police's Zenyatta Mandata is another record that made me go, wow, I want to play drums like that. My dream was to sing and look like Roger Taylor and play drums like Stuart Copeland. Interesting. The song I do at karaoke. (laughs) Excuse me. David Bowie's Anything. I like to do David Bowie. He has a good range for me, and I do a good David Bowie impersonation. I did Let's Dance not too long ago. The song that reminds me of joining Foo Fighters, Foo Fighters Monkey Wrench. When I first joined the Foo Fighters, I was coming from a different angle as a drummer. I remember Monkey Wrench and thinking, oh my god, the song's going to kill me. (laughs) It's really hard. But Dave, as he always has been, was patient. He wanted me in the band. Um, the first song I remember hearing, The King's Men, Louie Louie. I remember this one song as a kid, and it just scared the shit out of me. Louie Louie or something, I don't know. There's just something in their voices that sounded evil to me. <laughs> um, the first song I fell in love with, Olivia Newton-John. Have you ever been mellow? Uh, I love her so much. Oh, my God. My daughter loves her, too. We took her to see Olivia about three or four months ago. She's just got this angel voice, and she was just so hot when we were kids. She was the most perfect woman when I was, like, seven. But maybe not anymore. I don't know. Maybe she's... Um, the, fir- <laughs> the first album I ever bought, Queen, The Game. The first album I purchased with my own money, I think it was Queen. It was either The Game or the Star Wars soundtrack, one or the other. Uh, the first gig I went to, Queen and Billy Squire. Apparently he's a big Queen fan. Uh, it was at Irvine Meadows, which they just tore down. I was really sad about it, but I got to play there one more time with my cover band, Chevy Metal. It was... <laughs> I'm not making this up. I know. It, it was... It's the Foo Fighters drummer. I, yeah, I know you're Taylor not. Um, 
I was uh, I was really sad about it, but I got to play there one more time with my cover band Chevy Metal. It was September 1982, the Hot Space Tour for Queen and the Motions and Motion Tour <laughs> for Billy Squire. It's the best title for a record ever. It was to be whispered, emotions in motion. <laughs> okay. That's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that's, uh, that's what I got from The Enemy for this week. All right, and I have one more story because it's Radiohead and I have to read it. Okay. <laughs> Just this once. Just this once, always. Um, Radiohead restored King of Limbs uh, from the basement to iTunes after found outcry. Um, some reported live album had disappeared after they purchased it. Back in May, Redditors reported that Radiohead's 2011 live uh, video album, The King of Limbs from the Basement, had disappeared from their iTunes after they bought it. Now, the group has announced it's back, and you can also check it out on Apple Music here. Uh, Radiohead is quoted as saying, Thanks for letting us know that The King of Limbs from the Basement has disappeared from iTunes. It should be back online now. Radiohead have a long and conflicted relationship with streaming services. In 2013, they pulled their music from Spotify, with Tom York famously proclaiming the service the last desperate fart of a dying corpse. Since then, songs have vanished from the streaming services, sometimes reappearing unexpectedly, as when Super Collider slash The Butcher returned last month. You can read the Internet Explorer's The Curious Case of Radiohead's Online Fandom uh, down below. And you can read the story on Pitchfork.com. Woohoo! Okay, I found one more um, from theenemy.com. 2017 new artists. Um, they have a list of 10 different artists, but this one in particular is from Manchester, so I thought it was important to represent Manchester. Um, cabbage. The sound of Manchester's... Oh, one of the guys is sticking his finger up the other guy's nose. Good job. The middle finger. Yeah. Uh, the sound of Manchester's old icons being torn down. We don't like anything dull, says Cabbage guitarist vocalist Joe Martin. From their anti-band anti name, band name to their lyrics about walking into a quiche in the name of class warfare, no one could accuse Cabbage of being dull. Martin likens his band to a Frankie Boyle gig. The four EPs they've released thus far might strain the boundaries of taste, but they have a lot to say about the world. We've come out of the traps with songs about necrophilia, war, and capitalism, he explains. When David Cameron called Jeremy Corbyn a terrorist sympathizer, we took a stab at that too, but we don't want to be pigeonholed as a political band. We were keen to explore different realms. It's that desire to do to do things differently that makes Cabbage a band you can't ignore. And however their debut album, due next year, turns out, you can bet it won't be boring. And their essential track is called Tell Me Lies About Manchester. <laughs> Goal for 2017, release an album, improve our headline shows, and stay alive. These are tough times. And these are for fans of Fat White Family and Happy Mondays. Oh, there you go. We're trying to, I'm trying to get an interview with the Happy Mondays, but most people... They're not even together anymore. I know. Well, they play, sh they play shows here and there, but... I don't, they were going to come here and then they didn't end up coming. Well, you met him or Yeah, you... Paul, Paul Ryder. He just, he was at the Buzzcock show, and I was like, this is weird. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm in the movie, 24-hour party people. 
What can I do? He, he did it just for you. Just so you'd <laughs> just have that image. He just appeared out of nowhere like yeah. a ghost. Like, hey, smoking a cigarette. And then Aaron was sitting next to him. I think she asked him for a smoke. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And that was... That was the That's sort of like, wait a minute, I know this guy. Something weird. And then we were all sitting together, and then the guys from the best cop came over, and their eyes were like, they couldn't believe like, that he was, was there. What was happening? <laughs> but, anyways, life is pretty amazing. Um, there's been some interesting things to happen this year. It hasn't been completely terrible. Just That's uh-uh. true. You gotta put more emphasis in the in the good stuff, just so the stuff that did suck. Yeah, on a worldwide so scale. Sorry, that was pretty terrible. But yeah. <laughs> personally, I don't know. But anyways, Trez Machine is here. How you guys yep. doing? Doing well. How you doing? Good. Thanks for making it. And for um, us. tell us a little bit, a little bit about yourself and what you guys have been up to recently. Um, he and I got together about three years ago. Uh, Brian, being the bass player, and I'm the guitar player. Um, he's been doing punk for. Punk and metal for like ever? About 30 plus years of just trying to um, get away from cookie cutter stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, whether it be cookie cutter punk or cookie cutter what have you. Uh, just trying to look at music from a different direction. Are you kind of, are you trying to go back to the roots? Like how it was maybe in the beginning and yeah, the fruition? Yeah. Okay. I want to push things forward. Got it. Yeah. New, um, you're trying to move into new territory. Yeah, yeah, but still have, uh, you know, your foundation in um, historical. Um, there's always been good things throughout every uh, decade that is either overlooked or was quickly acknowledged. Mm-hmm. And those are usually the kind of things that I gravitate to. Your residents, your Zappa, your Grimsman, your Primus. Mm-hmm. Primus being local boys that went a little bit longer than usual but mm-hmm. stuff that's just kind of uh, off off center yeah gotcha. Le- left of center <laughs> slightly to the like i was doing music completely different i was in the 90s in a band called red house painters doing the really ultra mellow uh finger picking chord chord structure um almost folk music to a certain extent f- between folk and um Nirvana. Slowcore, right? Slowcore, yeah. yeah. Sadcore, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, emotional core. Very, very emotional. Deep. And I, when I left that band, I kind of just went back to playing guitar in my bedroom for like 20 years. And then when I came out, I was thinking, oh, I'll do this sadcore stuff again. And I hooked up with him going, I'll plug into an electric <laughs> <laughs> and take and do something completely different, which was very hard. Uh, so, we, so I take the emotional side with uh, his very hard and driving rhythms great drummer we both sing we both write uh so you got some really interesting stuff awesome and how did you two meet um craigslist was it you yeah it was craigslist ad or no you, you had an ad, ad. You had, it was yeah. your ad i put an ad basically saying i'm looking for someone who at least knows devo and ween and yes. boingo and jesus <laughs> lizard if you know of three of these bands and it which was like i Fugazi did and all these uh, I was going to tell you, oh, I forgot his name, but he was um, not an original member of Oingo Boingo, but he was one of the um, brass uh, players. He was playing a show here in the Bay Area. I don't know if he lives here, 
but um, it was kind of interesting to see. Um, a friend of ours is really into Tom Waits and yep. bands like that, so it was like this whole like you know musical orgy, if you will, yeah. Um, yeah. of that kind of music. Screaming Jay Hawkins, um, and it was for Halloween, and it was just it nice. was perfect. Yeah. It wasn't slow, though, was it? No. And we we actually want to get a horn section just like going down. <laughs> we think that put it's just like just. I think a good half of our songs could yeah. really use horns. But it would be fun. It would that be fun. would be awesome. And where can people find out more about you guys online? What's the best? Uh, trezmachine.com. And we spell machine M-I-M-A-S-C-H-I-N-E. And um, uh, what's the what was the story behind the spelling of the name? Um, we had gone through a couple of iterations of names, and then someone had suggested they didn't really like our last name, which, should I say it? Sure. Yeah, we, we were originally going by the name of Florida Man, just because there's so many stories coming out of Florida. It's hilarious and extremely sad at the same time. Um, but we took someone's uh, critique on that, and we decided to come up with a new name, and we were mm-hmm. fixed on, because we're a power trio. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were fixed on kind of the number three, and we play very difficult, challenging music that can be machine-like in some ways. Uh-huh. but. Uh, so we just kind of landed up with this Trez and mach- word machine and threw them together. Does Trez in any way mean three? Uh, definitely. Okay. Definitely. Okay, good. Because <laughs> that was my initial thought when I saw yes. that. I was like, three, three people. <laughs> and then our, our logo is like the three circles in a triangle. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we've been emphasizing the word three just a little bit. Three. <laughs> three amigos. <laughs> And um, your drummer is not here today. Uh, no, no he couldn't make it. Okay. He's not in the band anymore. Yeah, we don't allow drummers to speak anyway. <laughs> they don't. They don't normally. That would they be kind of odd. That's what they want yes. to say. That's, that's their people. If he were here, we'd have him locked outside. <laughs> on a chair. would be like, slam the door in your face. Drum. <laughs> Do you guys have any upcoming shows in the Bay Area? Uh, actually, not at the moment. We usually gig a lot. Like usually three, four times a month. Uh, but we took a little bit of a hiatus to record some new stuff, which we hope to play tonight as well. Awesome. And uh, what venues do you normally play at? Do you play in San Francisco or surrounding yeah, yeah. areas? Yeah, we've played Slims. We've played the Hotel Utah. Um, we've played Benders. Oh, Benders. Yeah, I, I love playing Benders, actually. Yeah, I wish we could get there fun. more. Um, <clears throat> then we you know, play in Oakland, Con- Concord, San Jose, Santa Cruz. Can't get any shows in Marin. I wonder why. I don't know why. It's like, no, you can't, you can't go any further north. You have uh, to add some croon edge to the music. Yes. Now, we've had the chance to play Slims a couple of times. Oh, nice. Um, and, yeah, I mean, we just love to play. That's awesome. And ideally, if you were, when you decide to go on tour again, what bands would you pair up with or who would you ideally play that's it's hard i mean we we fit a lot we jump genres um and i've got add (laughs) yeah realistically um all of our songs every song that i write and i think to a certain extent he writes Mm -hmm. um i wouldn't want to play the same kind of music on each song because as a listener i get bored so as a performer, I try and keep that in mind and go, okay, so we're going to play this style on this song and this style on this song. And, and then throw in that we're really a band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When he brings a song to me, it's not like he's saying, play this guitar part. He's going, this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the hell are you 
doing? And then I come up with something, and then we bring it to the drummer, and he does something, and and and, and then I go, you know, it'd be great if you did this instead. And so I mean, does he punch you when you say that? Or something? No, it's not all the time. Not all. The time. <laughs> Every once in a while, he lets me off. I sense there's some kind of creative aggression going on. Which there should be, I think. If there isn't any give and take, I mean. I have a tendency to slow songs down. He has a tendency to speed them up. And so, but it works out well. He, he and I approach some of those songs the way we write songs differently. But it's such a difference that they, they, pay, they pair very well, I think. Yeah, yeah. He, he comes at a song um, with such uh, material that I find intriguing that I haven't heard before. Mm-hmm. And so I want to do something that enhances it as opposed to just following along. I've always thought, you know, he could have done that. Um, so I'll try and find a counterbalance or a counterpunch to it and mm-hmm. go, okay, so I kind of got the vibe you're going for mm-hmm. and and then let it progress on uh, and let him tell me, oh, that's great or nope, start again. <laughs> yep. and, then, and then there are some that we go, well, this doesn't work between us. Oh! <laughs> yeah, let's flush it. Yeah. So when happens. you're writing a song, you're usually in the same room together, or when you're composing it, rather? Uh, composing, yes. I would say more often than not. At least my songs, I try and... I, I come up with a thread of an idea, and then I'll bring it into the studio and say, okay, guys, here's what I'm thinking, and go um, and we'll tinker for an hour or two and uh, record it and okay guys here's what we recorded listen to it what do you think do you like it do you hate it there's uh, one song that we just did recently um, where I felt instantly in love with it and they're like meh <laughs> not I'm good like, no you guys are wrong you need to listen to it for real not <laughs> just say you listen to it because I can tell Take it, take it, uh, take it real serious. <laughs> and you're going to like this. You will like this. <laughs> and who do you think is your audience, or how would you describe your listening audience? Do you keep in touch with people online, or is it mostly at shows, or how does that work? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, through Facebook, through email, to, to seeing them at the shows. Um, that's probably the be- the yeah. Um, We're very open to our audience. Uh, Unfortunately, these days, it's our audience is anybody who's got the gumption to get out of their damn house. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, sadly a small percentage of the population. Um, We we won't let you down. I mean, we got three powerhouse players. I mean, and I'm playing regular guitar, synth guitar. (laughs) He's doing bass with hammer-ons and slaps and then we've got an incredible drummer we're, we're singing three-part harmonies at the same time um it's some incredibly we're putting in the work we're putting in the work <laughs> and that's important yeah but have you noticed a change um in san francisco in particular with you know bands playing shows well, and compared to like the 90s it's yeah the show, the 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 audiences just don't go out as they used to mm-hmm. it's sad i mean we used to have clubs um where there'd be like three or four stages in the place oh, and, wow. and you'd go and have one one band on and as soon as they're mm-hmm. off go downstairs quick and then you'd go see the next band mm-hmm. and you know now it's you know there are a couple places that have two stages but they only usually play one at a time yeah it's not as exciting that way <laughs> we should all be going out and having and meeting people and having fun listen to the local music scene because 
I mean, when we do go out, the people we play with, I mean, it's rare when we go, ooh, don't want to play with them again. It's usually... <laughs> yeah, quality music. There's a lot of great bands and players out there. And, and we have fun. It's just like... It, it's a shame people aren't in the know. Just by staying in instead of going out, you're doing yourself a disservice. Right. Even if it's not to our show, just go out. There's great players everywhere, every day. Every night, practically. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. And how do, how do you guys uh, discover new bands? By playing with them, or do you hear stuff um, on the internet? A lot internet? of times it is playing with them. Um, and then we get, you know, we try to reach out and make sure that we play with them again. Because uh, it's, uh, when you find a band that you can be simpatico with, it's it's really nice to have a good evening. And you know that, you know what's going on either before you or after you. And sometimes you want to play with a band that's that's going to force you to play better, too. Because mm-hmm. they're so damn good. They're going to challenge you. Exactly. To a duel. And they should. They should. Every player should be like, bring it. Right, and yeah. And we should. And we should be nothing but uh, applaud them when they kick our ass. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's the best part. Exactly. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm terribly jaded as a music listener, mm. especially living and surviving through the 90s and the 2000s music scene. Uh, very few sparks of uh, things that actually caught my ear. Um, so when I when I hear something very cool, I'm like, awesome, you guys are great, love it, want to play a show. Mm-hmm. And usually they're like, absolutely, um, because who is it? Vesper Sales? Oh, I love Vesper Sales. Vesper Sales. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they sound like Radiohead. They're so um, perfect. They're kind of like watching the cars, the band, play mm-hmm. live, where you know exactly what they're going to do, and they just nail that shit. Mm-hmm. And but you have no idea, as the audience member, where they're going to go. Yeah. They're jumping time signatures, going from heavy to soft, and, and then two- and three-part vocal harmonies just... That's the <laughs> it sounds band. very yeah. exciting. And, and then they look at us and go, man, you guys are a sloppy, brilliant mess. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> we'll take what we can get. Exactly. <laughs> We're not that sloppy, I can tell you. Should we um, listen to something streaming or the CD? Um, yeah, we have this our uh, recordings from a couple of years back, um, mm-hmm. in track number four, which is uh, um, Tree Forts. Yes, Tree Forts. Uh, this is one that I wrote, so it'll kind of give you an idea of the cordiness that I like to do, and then we'll do one that you wrote. Okay. To show like, how he approaches the song. <laughs>
this oh. what that song is all about. Oh, well, no, it's just thinking back to when I was a kid, and uh, <clears throat> I used to do so many things when I was a kid, and it just seems like my children don't have the same uh, freedom to go out and climb the mountain, climb the hill, build a tree fort, uh, play in the creek. Um, and that was here in the Bay Area. I mean, I grew up in Novato. Um, so, but, you know, so much, life is so much different than it was for growing up in the 70s mm -hmm. as a Ute. And why do you think that is? Oh, just too many people close. I mean, you can't, everything, everything is owned. And your kids can't go into the creek because you just don't know what's in that creek anymore. It's not coming off the hill that you see up there. You don't know where that creek's coming from. You don't know where that creek's been. <laughs> <laughs> Too much fear these days. There's yeah, also yeah. that. Every, everything has to be uh, idiot-proofed. What are you left with then? Yeah, I remember the, the playgrounds when I was a kid. There was something that you could, you could die. Yeah. You fell, right? Could yeah. die. You crack your head Yeah, I, mean, I had one that was, it was made out of like 12-foot logs, and it went up four logs high. And then the spans were 12 foot across. So you're up there like 24 feet in the air and they're going, I'm going to run to that span off to the left. <laughs> or the jungle gym that you used to climb up the metal one. Mm. Yeah. Or when you yep. fell down, you sounded like a pachinko machine. And uh -huh. you make it most of the time. Most of the time. Most of the time. That's but, a win. But your eight year old body would bounce off that tan bike. <laughs> the good Not old my days. 40 year old body. That'd be a Shucks. flat. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Yes. <laughs> if I'm not over, please make it over. <laughs> and so do you feel like a lot of the songs that you write are, or all the songs that you write come from personal experiences or? Uh, for me, I there's, if it's either not an actual experience, it's something that I can easily put myself into. I, I draw from a, usually a very personal well. Um, and a lot of my songs are driven very lyrically, and and then the music kind of follows. So, the music is always there when you need it. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not, that song's not. <laughs> It'll always be in your head. Yes. <laughs> and when you're writing the lyrics, do you guys uh, do it separately? Like you write your own songs, or? Um, I usually when I start a lyric, I'm able to finish it, but there's sometimes I'm not. And, of course, even so, some of my lyrics are open for change. If there's a way to improve upon the way I'm saying something, I'm, I'm always open to it. And, uh, you know, lyrically, you've, we've rewritten a few of my lyrics or, or added some new ones. Um, so, I mean, it's anywhere between a complete idea or a half idea, and then it's always open to the group if they can hear something better. Yeah. And what can people expect with the new material what has changed um, musically since um, the previous recordings um, well we got a new drummer um, and uh, when we recorded the first uh, CD we had been together for maybe six months mm -hmm. so now we've been together at least seven mm. um, plus three years so. nice <laughs> Yeah. So there's a lot more gelling between um, the instrumentation that's occurred. Mm -hmm. Also, we got a new drummer um, within like a year and a half. <clears throat> Kyle, who I've known personally for about 30 plus years. I've been in a couple different bands. So uh, when our prior drummer decided to focus on different stuff in his world, um, we tapped a couple different drummers and then we tapped the right one, uh, which is Kyle, who has... 
a very um, intuitive drumming nature to my bass playing. Mm -hmm. So if if I randomly think within a split second, I'm going to deviate right here, he'll be like, I think Brian's going to deviate right there. And it's uncanny the way he does it, but uh, I think that kind of uh, uh, musical synchronicity is mm -hmm. uh, uh, something that we can expect on the music. Especially between bass and drums. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Guitarists, we just do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, they're, just, they're just frosting on the cake. They'll figure out what we're doing eventually. <laughs> Stop soloing. Eventually, he'll hear what we're doing, too, so that's nice. Yes. Usually in the studio. Meanwhile, I stand on the corner. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> so are the new songs that you're going to play for us, are those on the upcoming album? Uh, yes. It's, uh, we've recorded rough, I think it's 13 songs. Yeah, we stupidly went in uh, to the studio thinking, let's do eight, and ended up with 13, because oh. why the hell not? And now... Yeah, now we have to finish up. <laughs> now we're almost done. Taking care of business. Like, yeah, we got drums done in two days. <laughs> How hard could the rest of it be? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so, yeah. Um, all of the songs that will... Um, well, yes, this will be on the new recording. Uh, it's one of the songs that we've been playing for about a year and a half. Uh, so it was ground up from the new drummer. Um, it wasn't a prior drummer... So, yeah. This one's very Boingo-esque. I think you can imagine a horn section. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, should I go ahead and hit it? Uh, yeah. This one's called Dancing Skeleton.
Woohoo! Woohoo! Yes. <laughs> I want horns in that song. I think that's the first time I've heard the finished product. Put an ad on Craigslist. <laughs> I have, actually. Oh, and really? nobody replies. It's like going, what? dude, boingo! There's boingo. gotta be. I bet Zach knows somebody. Yeah. Our friend Zach Bateman. He's, um... I, I've got, I'm talking to a, a sax player right now, and he says he knows a trumpeter and a trombone player. But it's like... Mm. Herding cats? Yes. Is, is that what it is? Yeah. Please. Come to this location. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Make sounds. Go to it. Yeah. So when it comes to recording in the studio, that's normally what you guys do. You wouldn't necessarily do it on your own. You would pay somebody else to do it? Or are you engineering and producing also? Um, yes and no. So... Uh, a few of our recordings we did on our own just to make sure that everybody knew what your parts are because you really don't define your parts until you're you've got the headphones on your head and mm-hmm. someone's pressing record and you've actually thought okay here's what I'm about to do um, and then once we have the finished product uh, or mostly finished product we'll go into a studio and say okay now we need somebody who's really good at twisting the knobs and uh, dialing it in and correcting our errors and uh, and take it to that next step. And yeah, because I'm not for certainly not going to try to record drums outside of a studio. Drums are just too challenging. And then when you throw in bass and guitar on top of it, mm-hmm. and especially the way we play, like with all the amount of effects and stuff that we use, we need a really big sound because we're, we're power trio. And so we, we want to get someone who knows what they're doing. So we've been working with uh, Cody Fuentes at Rapture uh, Recordings uh, to work on this new stuff. And it's not mastered yet, so the sound's a little wonky probably coming over the head, headphones right now. But when it's mastered, it'll sound... We're really happy with what we're getting. How much does something like this cost? Uh, I think when all is said and done, each song will have cost about a hundred to a hundred and twenty bucks a song okay so very reasonable yeah for, for those out there who think it's way too expensive and you have to pay ten thousand dollars a day yeah because yeah. not anymore yeah i mean i was able to track the guitars at home and we tracked the vocals at home and then we brought them in mm. uh, so there's ways that we've worked to keep the costs down oh interesting so fiscally sound very <laughs> very fiscally but at the same time we don't want to give up any quality so mm-hmm. yeah so that's good so you do some recording at home yes but majority of everything is happening we, in the we definitely did the bass and the drums at the studio uh, because his amp is a huge part of his sound. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more of a digital player, so I can plug directly into the board and get a really good sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and then bring those pieces back to the studio where we can do some really good mixes and have some fun with it. Like on this on this next song that we'll play, it's got some pretty interesting production stuff going on with it. The vocals are going back and forth. It's kind of cool. Oh, what's the next song? Oh, okay. (laughs) Leading a sign, man. What do you know? We're playing another song. Oh, yeah, this one's called Rise. And Kyle, if you're listening, you're going to love this. Okay, here we go.
That's not what we're here tonight. That's not why we're here. It's not what the show's about, but you know, we still wanted to see. Can, to can, can I request a Cure song? <laughs> but, hey, I saw the Cure. They're really good. <laughs> Trez Machine is here. Tell us about uh, that song in particular. Um, well, that song is called Rise, and it's basically trying to overcome the personal bullshit in your life. Mm. Uh, so it's, it, and then I'd say, if you read the lyrics, it actually sounds more like battling ancient Egypt or stuff like that, but it's just about trying to go overcome the shit in your life. Yeah, I thought it was about Game of Thrones yeah. at one point. I'm like, what the fuck? Dude. What are you writing about here? Like, yes. nope, nope, Born of the mire in the nope. darkest of lands. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> come on. Dragon. No, you... there was no dragon. Did you... Uh, did you read the books? Oh, I'm a big fan of Game of Thrones, yes. Oh, okay. I, I've, I've read, read the books them. and I watched the show, yes. Yeah, I've watched the show, but I haven't read the books. Am um, I missing anything? <laughs> well, the, the show's straying away from the book is really what it is. They're two different things. Mm-hmm. So... I think they're both good. But mm-hmm. I guess they'll never get to the end of it in the books. They'll get to the end of it in the show before. I, I don't think he's ever going to write an end. <laughs> so. When you watch the show, you never want it to end, especially if you yes. enjoy watching it, right? Like, but yeah. what's going to happen next? But there was, I only started watching it maybe six months ago. Ooh, and I had, nice. what, six years to yes. watch? So I was finally like... <gasps> When I finally got up, I was like, wow. I'm stuffed. Wow, yeah. But there is, there's some, you know, really strong, you know, moments in there. I won't give away too much because I don't know if you've seen I it. Know. But, um, but everyone dies. No. <laughs> Nobody lives. No. It's just so don't get attached to any characters. Yeah. It's, it's hard, though. There's some strong female characters in there. Oh, yeah. Um, pretty inspiring. But um, good show. And Aria's my favorite character. Who is? Aria. Aria, yeah. Yes. I like her a lot, too. She's, I think she's going to come back and kill everybody. Yes. You got a dragon. Th- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how you do it. <laughs> I'll kill your dragon, too. Easy, Mr. Spoiler. <laughs> Life Sword sucks, <laughs> and then you kill people. <laughs> yes, there we go. Um, so, so you like, I take it you like Rainbow. Oh, I was joking. <laughs> oh, because okay. he always sings about dragons <laughs> and wonderful things like that. I okay. actually uh, was able to see um, the Black Sabbath, uh, the mob. Well, it was Ronnie Dio with Black Sabbath mm-hmm. when they came back. I forget what they called it. Uh, the Heaven and Hell tour. Oh, okay. Um, right before he passed. So I thought uh, that was kind of cool. Um, cool. It was a throwback to my youth, but, you know... Still kind of cool to check mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And I think Black Sabbath just did their last tour. Whoops. Oh, I'll believe it when I. <laughs> these, I f- these old classic rock. The Eagles can I still know. come back. They're like uh-huh. vampires until they're dead. I know, right? I see the stake in their heart. I will not believe they're retiring. <laughs> There's too much money to be made. Yeah. I, I went to the Who's first farewell tour in like '82 <laughs> or '83, something like that, and I'm like. Oh, this is great, finally. So, I get to see their last show. And they're still, still doing it. Well, I still got a chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody's 2017. Old Chella. That already happened. Old Chella. Old Chella. Yeah. And then they played at Oracle, so I was like, yeah. fuck, I should have gone to see them. I was uh, actually supposed to go see Ween during Old Chella. Mm. Good old Ween. Good old Ween. Did you see them? No. Funny story. 
we were recording a couple days before. Thought I got my little stupid uh, Ticketmaster email saying, "Hey, just wanted to remind you about events coming up that you might be interested." Didn't say I had tickets. Uh, did have tickets. Didn't say I had tickets. Went back a, a little bit after the show. Um, actually, it was about a couple weeks ago. And I'm looking through, for, through my emails for something else. And, oh, your tickets are confirmed. Son of a. So I had oh, so you to the show. you had you had digital tickets yeah. instead of the physical one. Yeah, uh, I'll never do that again. I'll always pay the extra money just so I can have my physical. Interesting. Copy. Yeah, because I can't trust myself. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, That's so. Apparently learned. Can't trust you <laughs> <laughs> Expensive lesson learned. So wait, the extra two bucks. You had tickets for Old Chella? No, no, I had tickets we. For oh, okay, yeah, just the yeah. that show. Uh, That's a bummer. Some good bands. names. Yeah. Um, wasn't Bob Dylan at that one? Yeah. Bob Dylan, Neil Young was supposed to have been the standout of all of the yaks. I mm-hmm. found that surprising, but, you know, okay. Yeah, I saw Neil Young at Outside Lands, and I was like, is he playing the same note for 20 minutes? <laughs> or am I It's a solo, that? damn it. And we just ended up leaving. We're like, he's still playing that note. We kept hearing it on our way out. Like, wham. Where we're just like someone's like just going there. Hang on, he's stuck on the like I love yeah yeah. (laughs) Somebody should do that. Somebody should after twenty minutes of the same note. Somebody should go up there. Move him over an inch. Move him an inch. I know he's a legend, but he's like eighty. You know, (laughs) those guys don't have any ego problems whatsoever. (laughs) No, I'm sure. No, I to a certain extent that's what the Red House Painter Sadcore thing was really all about, and. When your vocalist just gets into, or I should say, the person who's leading the band just gets into that emotional spot, doesn't matter what's going on. They're, they're in that spot stop. and they're staying there. Yeah. <laughs> they're on their own turf. I didn't want to leave because I felt so like I, I'm disrespecting him, yeah, but at the going, same time I was like, I can't leave till he changes the note. It's pa- when it's pa- it was past the time that we were supposed to be at the park. Like everybody else had gone home, uh, and he was the only one left on stage. He's the only performer. <laughs> So we're like, yeah, we're going to leave. Like, <laughs> I don't think we're missing Deuces. much. So, yeah. It's not like Day of the Green where everyone left when Ario Speedwagon came on. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody left at, what were we upset about? Was it um, uh, Third Eye Blind? Stone Roses. Oh, yeah. Uh, right? At um, Coach- Coachella. Coachella. Yeah, they oh, got wow. such a blur because nobody knew what, who the Stone Roses were. So nobody <laughs> showed up at their... At their they during their time slot. They weren't uh, retro enough, apparently. <laughs> but I went to see them anyway. I flew to New York to see them for my birthday because oh, nice. I was an actual fan. Um, and it was amazing. I saw them at Madison Square Garden. Oh, yeah, it was good. MSG. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's there's been a lot of good shows here in the Bay Area in particular. Have you guys ever played uh, the Fillmore? No, no not yet. With the Red House Painters a long, 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 long time ago. <laughs> Still there. Still there. <laughs> See a lot of great shows there. Mm-hmm. Haven't played there yet. Well, one of these days. You never yeah. know. Just yeah. biding my time. <laughs> yeah, that's the right the time. <laughs> <laughs> and where do you see? Where do you guys see yourself in the next few years? What are some, you know? Oh, we're gonna bigger be plans. <laughs> <laughs> Still chugging at it. No, I mean, music is one of those things that we're going to do. It doesn't matter. Well, I mean, it it would be nice to keep get continued success and that type of stuff, but it doesn't matter. I mean, 
we have to do this. It's one of those things you can't just set it down. Um, you lose sleep just thinking, oh, I got this song in my head, and if I don't get it out. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I, I tried to give it up like a decade ago because, you know, yeah. really? 25 years of doing it. I'm like, ah, look at all, the, I've got to show for it. My um, kids got old enough where I said, time to get back into this thing. I still got it. I still want to do it. I still love the music. Mm-hmm. I, st- I still play at a very high level of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, often said that we got more energy than the young guys, but I don't believe it. But I've heard that one before. Yes, I've heard, I've heard that lie before. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Yes. Yeah. Some of these bands, you know, they just, they're kind of like the cars, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. But, um... You know, to each their own. Like, you got you find something that you can understand, that you can relate to, and that's kind of what music is about, right? Finding something that you are kind of on the same wavelength w- with. No, it's all about good backing tracks now. <laughs> Everything's digital now. <laughs> well, we don't need those. Just do it a cappella. Yes. <laughs> do it acoustic. I had to do that. <laughs> My guitar died. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you had to play play acoustic? Uh... No, I didn't have an acoustic with me. Oh, so well I, then. my guitar was intermittently working. So yeah, it was like going, okay, Brian, enjoy the evening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, luckily is, he's my lead bass player. So yeah, the good news is we've got a very robust rhythm section. Mm-hmm. So if the guitar drops out, there's still a lot of action going yeah. on, and you could say, I meant to do that. Yes. Made made it seem like it wasn't a mistake. It was yeah, part of the yeah. plan all this along. Was, <laughs> but would you so ideally it's electric but you would never consider doing acoustic or oh no i'm very much i down. love doing i'm i mean i've been playing acoustic all my life um it's just i don't think it's too appropriate we're a loud power trio um we don't really play quiet i mean if, if that's one consistent you can have thing, a ballad <laughs> aren't you poison funny? man <laughs> we poison did it that. We, remember we're gonna go and Oh, You're beautiful. Yeah. What? And then it's going to end. <laughs> uh, so, no, we can't have a ballad, I don't think. <laughs> you never know. Yes. We, we can have quiet songs, and I'm working on some stuff that's uh, a little um, almost musically passive-aggressive, um, if you will. So it's going to start out, it's going to be very mellow and mild and calm, and it'll probably uh, end up in a flurry. <laughs> do you ever work on other projects that don't include him um me personally no no i'm too hell yeah busy unfortunately <laughs> um no i i tinker with my own music and that's enough uh, to keep me busy and out of trouble so yeah i mean i i somehow got sucked into playing with a yes cover band Oh. Doing all the yes fragile stuff, so it's fun to do that old prog rocky type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it—I mean, Trez Machine is the main band that I'm in, and that all my time is really dedicated towards doing that. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> better be. Better be. Yeah. <laughs> do you have another song for us? Uh, yeah, I was thinking we would do Shark Bait. Sure. It's yet a different style. I'm not shark bait. You have it on your own your phone, okay. Yeah, I got it over here. <laughs> and I'm gonna hit play. Mm-hmm. 
There's some metal in there, definitely. I mean, we say punkadelic because we can't say punkametadelic. <laughs> punkametadelic. Metadelic? Are you influenced by George Clinton? Love Bootsy, baby. <laughs> he sold more than I. <laughs> Who were you influenced by? Um, I grew Me. up basically <laughs> with Floyd, Zap, Rush, um, Crimson, Genesis. Uh, I was a, I was a prog, classic rock guy. Uh huh. Floyd. Yes. Yes. Uh, what's that other one? Procol Harum. Is that from the 60s, though? Yeah. Oh, okay. You okay, we went way back. Swing it a hit. There you go. <laughs> but I, for some reason, I thought somebody in Yes was also in that group, but maybe I'm um, wrong. I actually don't know the answer to that. And there's no way we could possibly find out. No, nope. we have the internet. <laughs> <laughs> the joys of the internet. Uh, but, I mean, the thing that's really fun with what we're doing is, is like, every song's different. Mm-hmm. Even... In one song, we're we're jumping genres, and I we get to try so many different things, and we have to be at, just at the top of our game to play it live. Um, Hooray! Yeah, I mean it, it's really music that keeps everybody because like, if you're not doing something here, you're singing at the same time, and yeah, it's just it's challenging, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, the challenge keeps it interesting, right. and um, where if you do pl- plan on playing shows in the Bay Area. When would they be happening, ideally? Oh, we'll be back hitting the, the club scenes probably by February or March. Really, we're going to start looking for shows again. So it's as soon as they start booking us again. Woohoo! Yeah! Yay! Yeah! Do you guys have a website? Trez Machine. M-A-S-C-H-I-N-E. And that's Trez, T-R-E-Z, because we wanted to make sure anybody could not find us intuitively with a Google search. Or pronounce the name correctly. Yes, Trez Machine. We are from Europe. Yes, it is dot com. Okay. Trez Machine. And you're on Facebook? Yes. And... (laughs) And where can people purchase your music? Through the website? Actually, we're really idiots right now. We're giving it away pretty much off of our website. Ah, stupid. Yeah, I, oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you. Let's uh, Hey, Brian, we're not making any money, and I'll tell you why. Well, I know why. Um, and then we've got a bunch of videos uh, of us playing live uh, on YouTube, uh, all of which you can pretty much get to through the main website. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And I think we have time for one more song. Um, then I need to probably try to find something. So, Brian, <laughs> say like, something interesting. Like something completely different. Hey, Kyle, if you're out there, blink twice. <laughs> no, I don't want to blink. <laughs> and hey, everybody uh, who tuned in. Um, we really appreciate all of you guys uh, listening in tonight. And we hope you're enjoying the new stuff. And uh, of the three songs that we played that are new, we've got... Ten more coming very, very shortly. Not like really shortly. Not like tomorrow, but more like not tomorrow. <laughs> that was Wait. beautiful. I was thinking distant white noise. Nah, distant white noise. <laughs> I'd rather go freedom or something like that. Cool beans it is. Cool beans it is. <laughs> new new version of cool beans. Oh, now you've done it. Now I've done it. Oh, he okay. hit the history eraser. Here button. we go. Let's play.
Boom. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, that's the end of the song. Thanks. <laughs> it was a smooth transition. Yes. <laughs> that song and Trump go hand in hand somehow. There we go. No. No. Except we're going to make it a great day. Somehow. Positive thinking. Please. Yeah, I guess 2016 is almost over. Thank and it can't God. get any worse. Can oh it? my God, that's what I said, and then he won. I said 2016 can't get any worse, right? And then the election happened. When everybody was uh, had the bumper stickers, I'm voting for Giant Meteor, I thought oh, yeah. that was funny. Now I'm thinking that was a viable option. Yeah. Son of a... Mm. <laughs> Do you think they'll abolish the electoral college? Uh, I think that would should break they apart or will the, they? It, that would should open up the entire union to breaking up that. Tough shit. Yeah. The reason it was there was because of slavery. So mm. I'm yeah. pretty sure that ship is sailed. Better. So yeah. I would like to think so. Uh, I don't think it'll uh. be abolished uh, until and if. Uh, there's a higher amount of Democrats in power than Republicans because why would you lose your advantage? Why would you give away your advantage? It's like um, the redistricting. They've got this con locked. It, it, their con is locked tight. There's no way they're going to give it away for free. So, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways. Anyway. <laughs> Tell us uh, about that song that we just heard. Go, Brian. Um, that I was just. Uh, I'm. I'm usually terrible at writing lyrics, and I'm terribly negative in when I write them. So sometimes I take on a sarcastic approach, and then by the time it makes it to actual song form, I've completely switched it from a negative to a positive, and uh, it basically is about. Um, you're not going to hose my day. This is going to be a great day. You don't affect me. You can't control it. Only I can control it, and I'm going to make it good. So, Woohoo! Boom. Owning it. That's right. It's like self-help. Yes. <laughs> I'm great at self-help. <laughs> or being completely delusional. <laughs> to each their own, okay? Yes. <laughs> Whatever gets you through the day. Right. Those by any other name is Um... And do you feel like your music has any particular messages that you're trying to get out there? Or is it more just like you're telling a personal story with each song? Um, I'll let you go first. Every song is a little journey of its, of its own, I think, in this case. We, we are going out there with a particular message to spread. Um, there's just a lot of individual short stories, I think is the best way to put it, is what we've got going on in these songs. And you saying you've got crappy lyrics. I mean, even like, like I've been in bands and like I had to quit because the lyrics were so bad. I was like going, oh God, this guy thinks these are great lyrics. In there. I've got, <laughs> yeah. I've, I have to co-write with this person. Oh God. <laughs> and I would quit bands just for that. So, you know, your lyrics don't suck that bad. Oh, I was just saying they were negative. Yeah. You said they suck. Oh, well, I, all my, I, I'm not happy unless a song makes you cry. So, uh, so you know, total depression, sad core. I lyrically, I still have to go there. And, and from my perspective, I'm just uh, much to what we were saying before. I'm trying mm -hmm. to get positivity out there. There's uh, plenty of bands out there that um, bring negativity. Uh, I'd much rather be on the flip side and mm -hmm. uh, pushing the boulder up the hill as opposed to kicking it down. So the sarcasm is just a front. 
the sarcasm is usually what I start out with when I'm mm-hmm. writing them, mm-hmm. and then I flip it because I'd much rather have a sincere uh, approach. Uh-huh. So. Very interesting. What? <laughs> Switch a room. So I like to completely imagine something until it becomes real. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> until it feels real to me. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks, you guys, for coming in. That was a lovely yeah, time. Thank, thank you for having us. It's been a pleasure. Don't look at it. Oh, no, we've got the English accents now. Uh, Remind us again your website. It is www.trezmachine.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And hopefully we'll be seeing you at... A, sh- a local Bay Area show sometime soon, possibly the New Year. It sounds like. Oh, definitely oh. the New Year. You'll be out. He says February or March, but I'm guessing we're going to be playing at least one show within January because that's he's just what happens. Yeah, he's so very persistent. Can you play tomorrow? Do yes. they do that a lot? Yeah, I, yeah, that happens. Yeah, yeah. As so going, I guess we won't promote. I hope it's a good show. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, we can play. Sure. Thursday midnight. All right. <laughs> I don't go. have work tomorrow. That's around. Well, it keeps us out of trouble, right? Keeps off you off the, the street. <laughs> Read my mind. <laughs> All righty then. Um, stay tuned for more Mutiny Radio. And a pressure today. I'm a bad man. Yeah.
Cannot listen to like every that thing you hear on someone's record that's the end of that the fire then selling the ashes to the my baddest one hell of a road trip to Jupiter we're using the see where they fuck or get up and then shoot her you fucking loser is Don Marie would say don't wait order now okay all the brides are sold as is mate your best mistake on your way to perfection I'm guessing razors aren't good for the digestion and then she cuts off
I'm alive. Spin around and pick a bale of cotton. Gotta jump down, spin around and pick a bale of day. Gotta jump down, spin around and pick a bale of cotton. Gotta jump down, spin around and pick a bale of day. Gotta jump down, spin around and pick a bale of cotton. Gotta jump down, spin around and pick a bale of day. Gotta jump down, spin around and pick a bale of cotton. Gotta jump down, spin around and pick a bale of day. I saw a skeeter on my head. Blinked his eye and I killed him dead. Gotta jump down, spin around and weed a patch of turnip. Gotta jump down, spin around and weed a patch of day. Gotta weed a patch of turnip. Gotta jump down, spin around and weed a patch of turnip. I saw a gal in Calico, she tripped and fell and she didn't say hello. Gotta jump down, cook a mess of greens, gotta jump down, spin around and cook a pot of bait. Gotta jump down, cook a mess of greens, gotta jump down, spin around and cook a pot of bait. Gotta cook a pot of bait, gotta spin around, spin around, jump down, gotta jump down, spin around, cook a mess of greens, gotta jump down, spin around and cook a pot of bait. I got a big who's nice and greasy, all you ladies shake it easy. Gotta jump down, spin around, throw the tail of water, gotta jump down, spin around, throw the tail of bait. Throw the pail of water, little Joe jump down. Throw the pail of water, little Sally jump down. Little Joe jump down. Gotta throw the pail of water, gotta jump down. 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 Spin around. Throw the pail of water, gotta jump down. Spin around. Throw the pail of water. I don't know, but I've been told the gopher really don't live in a hole. He don't. Gotta jump down, spin around, sweat a pail of water. Gotta jump down, spin around, sweat a pail of water. Gotta jump down, spin around, sweat a pail of water.
was folded by 